Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Look at verse number seven in chapter three. Paul has closed out his arguments for uh, uh, for the doctrine of justification. Um, look at look at. Uh, Look at verse seven. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith. This is important of faith. The same are the children of Abraham. All right. So we're just going to kind of tie that thought into verse number twenty nine. Last week. We started to look at. Okay, the, the argument for the doctrine of justification has come to a close. Last week, we started to look at what some of the blessings are for us as believers because we are justified before God by faith. And we're going to look at, uh, okay, what was the first one? We looked at verse 25. We don't need a schoolmaster because we're not under the law. That was the first blessing. We are no longer under a schoolmaster. The second blessing we looked at is in verse number 26. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Blessing one, we're not under a schoolmaster. Blessing number two, we're a child of God. Okay, so he's clo- the arguments have been closed out. The doctrine's been established. He took six or seven arguments ad nauseum, and he just ripped through every single path that somebody could think they can get an angle on getting rid of this idea of justification by faith, Paul handled it. Now we looked at two blessings. We're going to look at some more. Look at verse number 27. Here's the blessing. The union that you and I have with Jesus Christ that comes from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Verse 27, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Question. How do you and I become a child of God? Look at the Bible, verse 26. By faith in Christ Jesus. When that happens, you are baptized into Christ. That is a spiritual baptism that nobody sees and nobody really knows about except God because he did it. And you, obviously it happened to you or me, it happened to me. Let's go back and read that verse again. I will read it like a few of the churches in town read it. For as many of you as have been baptized into water, have put on Christ, except you can't find water anywhere in the passage, nor should it be inserted, nor should it be implied, 
because we're talking about something God does, not what man does. By faith in Jesus Christ. And I translate that somehow to something that man will put me into. No. You can't get water out of that passage no matter how you try to divide the Bible. Okay. I want to go back to Galatians 1 because this is very, very important. And I don't want to mince words. And I don't want you to get the wrong idea. Galatians starts off with Paul rebuking the Galatians because they were turning from the truth of the gospel. Look at chapter 1, verse 6. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ into another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would be and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we preach unto you, let him be accursed. And I want to say to you, under the authority of the Holy Scripture, under the proclamation of Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 and number 7, another gospel is someone that says, you need to get into Christ by getting into a body of water. That preacher, that minister, that man, that belief system, that demonation is accursed of God because it's not the gospel. You do not get into Christ by getting into a body of water. You get into Christ by the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which occurs by and through God. I don't care what denomination it is. If that man is telling you that he is going to baptize you into Christ, and that water is going to wash away your sins. Let him be accursed. Yeah. That's the Bible. It's another gospel. We can't be fooled by that. We don't need to be mean spirited, but we do need to contend for the faith. We don't need to call people names, but we do need to state the truth of God's word. Lest people go astray. You can't add the law. That's what Galatians is about. You can't add circumcision as a requirement. And you can't add water baptism as a requirement either. Now, we all know that there are different types of baptism in the Bible. That's not the topic of our message. But most of you here study your Bible. You've been saved for a goodly amount of time. You actually witness to people. And so you are going through your Bible on a weekly, if not daily basis. So you know that there's different types of baptism. But no matter how hard you try to stretch it, you can't get water out of verse 27 any way you slice it. can't be done. Let's get Romans chapter 8 and 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. Romans 8 and 1 Corinthians 12. How do we get baptized into Christ? Romans chapter 8. Let's look at that. And let's read verse number nine. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not water baptism, he is not. Oh, sorry. I read that wrong. <laughs> you can't get water out of this passage either, by the way. 
Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If you have not been baptized by the Holy Spirit, you are not of Christ. It doesn't matter if you jump in a lake, if you go in a baptismal. That body of water is not going to put you into Christ. You are baptized into Christ by the power of God Almighty. His Holy Spirit spiritually baptizes you. And you are in Christ. I come up out of water. I don't come up out of Christ. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. And the Bible says, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body of water. <laughs> that would be no again. For by one spirit are we all baptized. That would be everybody that had put their faith and trust in Christ Jesus the Lord. All baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free. And have all been made to drink into one spirit. What is the one body? That would be Jesus Christ. Your new identity is now with water? No. Your new identity is now with Christ Jesus. That is your identity. The church is the one body that you are baptized into. We're not going to go through local church versus universal church or any of that this morning. We'll just say this. You are baptized into the one body, into Christ, which all believers worldwide are a part of. And then those believers then start gathering locally together. If you leave one local church, you don't leave the body of Christ. Okay. You, you just stopped going to church because, well, there's a variety of reasons. And we'll have fun going down that rabbit trail some other time. But look, I am baptized into Christ and I trust Jesus. So are you. You don't leave that. You don't lose that. You get in the water, you come up in another three seconds. Romans chapter six. Let's see that one. Romans chapter six. Verse number three. Romans chapter six, verse number three. Know you not that so many of us were baptized into. That would be Jesus Christ. Were baptized into his death. OK, we identify with his death. His death is our death. We don't have to sit around and hope and pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We don't fast and pray and just kind of somehow hope that the baptism of the Holy Spirit we would get. The moment you trust Christ as your Savior, you are baptized by the Holy Spirit. 
we don't have to run around and jump around and, 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 and do jumping jacks and bat flips and, and get all excited and, and have, you know, people shake their, their hankies and run around and fall backwards and do all this stuff. And praise God, somebody got slain in the spirit. huh? Did you trust Jesus Christ as your savior? That, guess what you got? Baptized by water? No. By man? No. By God Almighty. And I'm telling you, this world is so focused on the physical. Just go put some reindeer downtown. Just go put a sled downtown. Just go have the smell of fresh evergreen. And everybody somehow is in this spirit of the Christ mass, which, look, shepherds came, but they didn't come in three weeks. Praise God, love the hymns, they got Bible truth. But where do we get this idea that we smell something, we see something, it's part of our tradition, it's part of our culture, and somehow we're in the spirit of what? And then somebody gets saved, they're baptized in the Holy Spirit, they've got the spirit, and we're like, well, that's great. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Do you understand the magnitude of what it means to be baptized by God Almighty? Do you understand that? Praise God. You were dead. You've been made alive again and you have been quickened. Who were kind of a good guy, but you had some sins and trespasses. No. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Repentance from dead works and faith toward God. It's not I kind of repent because I had a few things. No, dead works. You and I dead in trespasses and sins. For as in Adam. Are you alive today? Physically, you're in Adam. All die. Even so in Christ. Shall all be made alive by the power of God and his Holy Spirit. And modern day Christianity wants you to see something. They want you to see something. Talking to this fella a few months back. He's trying to explain to me this great revival of God moved because. Some slick preacher came up with an emotional message when he had a bunch of teenagers together and they're all running in water at the baptismal with their shoes and their clothes on. And, you know, it's co-ed, of course, you know, so who knows what genius 22 year old youth pastor came up with the idea. To let's get some 13, 14, 15 and 16 year old kids together and let's let them run in water. And have a big splashy fest. This is modern day Christianity. So I did what I normally do, which is exercise my gift of just frustrating and annoying people. And I said, do they know why they did that? And then he couldn't even give me an answer. I said, well, do you know why they did that? He couldn't give me a biblical answer. It was from the Bible. I mean, it was a fun time and it was a lot of people, but 
Do you know how many people are being duped and deceived into thinking that if they do something physical, like have this emotional experience and we all just jump in the lake together, that somehow we get into Christ? Foolishness. You want those young people to come to Christ and get into Christ and get filled with the spirit of Christ. You really want to live for Christ. You, unless they are baptized by God Almighty, their life will continue to be a facade of physical things. And our world is drunk with physical things. We need to be baptized people dead people, which is what you and I were before Christ. Holy Spirit of God will bring you into a living union with Christ Jesus, our Lord. And it's a one and done deal, meaning it does not end. That union does not end. That Holy Spirit, you're baptized by the Holy Spirit. You don't lose it. You can do something dumb on uh, two days after you get saved. Don't get me wrong. And nobody is downplaying, well, that was stupid. <laughs> that was sin. You shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. But that doesn't get me out of Christ. <laughs> that just gets me out of fellowship with my friend I sinned against. That gets me out of fellowship with my wife who I sinned against. That gets me out of fellowship with my kids who I sinned against. That gets me out of fellowship with church people, depending on what it is. But I don't get out of Christ. Now, it might affect my fellowship with Christ. But I don't lose the Holy Spirit. Eternally identified with Christ's death. For an Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive well until you die again. Except it doesn't say that. It doesn't imply that. No system of good works, no system of law keeping could ever do that. Galatians 3, 27, the Bible says, have put on Christ. Ephesians 4, that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You can't convince me in a million years that when someone gets saved and they're baptized by almighty God and his Holy Spirit. That righteousness and true holiness doesn't follow in some way, shape, form or another. Maybe you did trust Christ. Maybe you did get baptized by the Holy Spirit. But maybe you're so full and drunk with the world and the world's vices that your whole life is based on what you see, not what God can. Do you want righteousness and true holiness? Or do you want what this world has to offer? If you want righteousness and true holiness, then either get saved or if you are saved, get a hold of this. Colossians 3.10, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of the world. No, after the image of him that created him. 
I don't have the extra money. I'm suffering from the disease called Mafunzalo. <laughs> My funds are low. <laughs> COVID-19 hit and put a lot of people in a hurting in a bad way. Look, I'm blessed. I live in America, so we're rich. But uh, guys, you know what it's like to buy a new shirt, a new tie. You get yourself a new suit. Don't you feel like a new man? You feel like, man, I lost 20 pounds. No, you didn't. You just got some clothes that don't look make you look like you're chubby. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you get some new clothes, you feel like a new man. Ladies, same thing. You know, you get some extra money. Your husband gives you some extra money. Or, you know, you go out shopping. The ladies get together and you, you, you get an extra skirt. You get, you get some new dresses and you just you feel, whoo, I just feel good. You feel like a new lady. You feel like a new man. Why? Because you put something on. You put something on physically, made you feel good. Why are Christians walking around depressed? Why are Christians unhappy? I have my good days and my bad days, just like you. So I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to you. We're a new man. We're a new creature. We've been baptized by God Almighty. What are you depressed about? Look what it says. Galatians 3.28. For there is neither Jew nor Greek. Your race doesn't matter. Ancestry.com doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who your daddy is. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. It doesn't matter your political party. It doesn't matter your financial status. It doesn't matter how much social clout you have. The Bible says not, there is neither bond nor free. Then the Bible says there is neither male nor female. Woo! Look, women enjoy the royal position in Christ and are equal in Christ the same way a man is. You can't say, well, I'm better than a man. I, you can't say, well, I'm better than a woman. There is neither male nor female that's in Christ Jesus. Now, remember, Paul is speaking specifically about our position in Christ, where all are equal. This has absolutely nothing to do with let's get rid of gender roles and gender distinctions. And but I suffer a woman not to teach. Well, that's not what it means, nor to serve the authority over the man, but to be in silence. Well, not that's not what it means. Well, in the context of the church and in corporate worship, that's what it means. We don't get rid of those verses because the Bible says there is neither male nor female. What does that mean? What's the context? In Christ, we all have equal value and we all have equal salvation. We all have the same Holy Spirit. And for that reason, our position in Christ, there's neither male nor female. Now, if you're a conservative Bible believing church and you preach on distinction, you will have the distinctive role of male leadership, meaning Paula White doesn't come and preach. OK. Uh, whoever the other one is that, you know, jumps around in, in, in a man's pantsuit doesn't come and preach. Why? Because it's not in the Bible. 
we don't get rid of gender distinctive roles because the Bible says there is neither male nor female. That's our position in Christ. I am not coming up and preaching in a skirt or a dress because that is a that is a gender distinction. Well, we still see them in the restrooms. That's going to change soon. Because I'm a man and I know what a man wears. I'm not confused. This world, when it started with women's liberation, they wanted to liberate women. You know what they did? They said, take off a blouse, take off a skirt, take off a dress and put on a pair of trousers that were designed for men. Any culture you go to, there's a distinction in the gender roles between male and female. It doesn't matter if you go to Mongolia, South Africa or North America. The Bible says that if someone's going to preach, it's not neither male nor female in Christ. That's our position. It's male leadership. As much as my wife knows the Bible, as much as my wife will witness to someone and speak to them about the Lord and go through the Romans road and the John road and the Hebrews road. The distinctive role is she's not going to come up and preach the Bible. <laughs> but in Christ, we are equal. We are the same. But there's different distinction in roles. We see this in the military. Now those lines are being dulled. Why would we want to take the ladies and the girls and put them on the front lines? And not the men. Well, the Bible says there's neither male nor female. That's our position in Christ. If you want to have the same position as a man, men, if you want to have the same position as a woman, it's not down here with our distinctive gender roles. It's in Christ. We are one body. We are one church. We are one salvation. We are one bride. That is where that distinction goes away. All are equal. Well, I can't witness to that person. They're a female. Well, I can't witness to that person. They're a male. No, all need salvation. And if we're going to get equality, it's not going to be equality down here on earth in the sense of we're going to get rid of all of the masculine and feminine identities. You think I'm kidding? I was filling something out and I said to Cheyenne, you can pick male, female, neither, non-binary. What? What is this world coming to? They want to get rid of every type of gender role there is. The Bible says you want to get rid of gender roles? Get in Christ, get safe, and then you're not male or female. You're one bride. Okay, so we'll just we just solved the whole we we just solved everything right there. Galatians three twenty nine. Last verse. This is the if then, and if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. If if Christ, remember his body. Are you? Then are ye Abraham's seed. 
Now, this was the point that I made in the beginning. Let's go back and look at verse 7, and we'll tie up this last verse, and we'll close out chapter 3. You see what it says? It's summed up. This, this, this whole point that he's making is summed up now in this last verse in 29. Then are ye Abraham's seed. Now go back to verse 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. This, by God's grace, through faith in what God said. This closing verse, let's read it again. We'll see where all of the spiritual blessings come from. And if you be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What does verse 7 say? They which are of faith. Abraham is the father of all them that believe by faith. This is the whole point of Galatians. All of our spiritual blessings come by faith in Christ Jesus. Now look at Galatians 3.16. Because um, it, it's important to say this. Spiritual blessings that we have as Christians. We identify with Abraham by faith. It's not to be confused. With the physical blessings. That Abraham's descendants were promised. We were not promised land. Abraham's physical descendants were. We are spiritual descendants from Abraham because by faith. But we don't crisscross and mix match and grab promises that God promised to a physical group of people and now claim them. We are dispensationalists. Now, I know there's a bunch of stripes of dispensationalists, but if you are some type of dispensationalist, that means you're not a covenant theologist, which means that you are taking Israel's promises and now making them apply to the church. That's in a sentence or two, how to at least get in your mind how people come up with stuff. We don't take the land grant and spiritualize that. That's not for us. But the blessing that we receive by faith, the same blessing Abraham received by faith, God's grace, he saves us based on the truth he's given to us. Now, 316, then we'll finish out. Galatians 3.16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. And he saith not, and the seeds, and as of many, but as of one. That was a fun sermon. Remember that a few weeks back. And to thy seed, which is Christ. We're not a physical descendant. We're a spiritual descendant. Abraham, by faith. And heirs, according to the promise. Last part of chapter three, and, we'll, and we're done. The Bible says, and heirs according to the promise. It's by God's grace through faith, we become heirs. It's not by the law and obedience to it. How many of you kids think you'd be doing all right with that? Parents reminding you all the time. School teachers reminding you all the time. Oh, you broke that law. You broke that rule. Oh, do that again. How many of us 
that have jobs under a boss would be doing okay under the law and obedience. Oh, no, you were two minutes late. Oh, I only gave you 30 minutes for lunch. You took 32. No, you weren't supposed to do that. How many of us honestly would do well under a law obedience? Not too good. So it's not a law and obedience to it. It's God's grace and then our faith. Last verse. Let's go over to Romans and we'll finish. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 17. And if children, you're a child of God, if you trust in Christ, you are. Then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. We're a child of God that makes us heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Heirs according to the promise. What's the promise? By faith. God's grace. Grace, faith, promise, become children of God, heirs, God, join heirs with Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.